You're listening to the Big Reviewski on Joe with Chicago Town. Pizza? Yeah, we go to town on it. Hello and welcome to the Big Reviewski with Chicago Town Pizza. My name is Owen, there's Roy, and Roy, today we're joined by Hollywood Royalty. Oh, double uh-huh. meaning. Eh? Very, very uh, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so Kristen Stewart is playing Princess Diana in the new sort of biopic, Spencer, which is a massive Oscar frontrunner at the moment. Um, we should probably fully expect Kristen Stewart to get her first uh, Best Actress nomination, at least, uh, out of this. She is very, very good in the movie. Um, and it is, I, I guess, she is, she's following the acting kind of parallel as Robert Pattinson, where because of Twilight, everyone's like, no, 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 they can't act, blah, 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 blah. And they keep doing these amazing movies and everyone, every single time seems to be like, don't think they can't act. Look at, look how amazing they are. But no one anymore is actually saying that they can't act, but people keep arguing the fact that everyone thinks they can't act, but no one thinks that anymore. I think. Am I wrong? I, I know. I know. No, I know exactly what you mean. It's a, it's kind of like a, a tired trope that's rolled out anytime either of them. And they're like, oh, look at some. Oh, they've started to make some interesting choices. It's like they've literally been making these interesting choices in inverted commas for the past 10 years now since the entire Twilight. They just happened. happened. Well, I was going to say they happened to get their start in those films. Not even Kristen Stewart was a child. Like she was starring in, was it like Panic Room and stuff? Like mm-hmm. some brilliant stuff before uh, Twilight as well. But I know exactly what you mean. It, it does feel like one of those um tired opinions that people tend to pass off as their own it's like no that's not your opinion you just read it loads of times and now you're saying it out loud you bet you bet uh yeah so she does give a fantastic performance in this and yeah so i had the opportunity to talk to her because she's working with the director i think it's pablo lorraine or is it pablo sorrento one of the pablos i'll look it up (laughs) uh he did the jackie movie with natalie portman um, so it's kind of along the same vibe where it is a beautiful, well-acted drama that isn't, it's not the crown, it's not salacious, it's not like uh, this kind of sexy biopic, it's it's very like emotive and artistic. Um, yeah, so she, she really does put herself in the middle of that and she's fantastic in it. Um, and in this interview, you will hear her talk about the kind of I noticed a that the movie is almost like one degree away from being like a horror movie where she's this person who's in a world that she doesn't quite understand, um, uh, and she gives a lovely answer on that. You'll also I again make the comparison, maybe a little bit reductive, but I I noticed the comparison with Bella Swan where she's marrying into a family that she doesn't fully understand, and it's selling this idea of being almost like a princess and when you find the right man then you know your life will be correct and will have found meaning uh, and how that's still an idea that's being sold to to like women even all these years later and uh the biggest kind of not lessons but the the biggest realizations that she made about Diana while making this movie because I think uh we we 
we all have seen documentaries and TV shows and movies and everything else about Diana, but it does seem like even all these years later, we're still learning new details every time. Uh, so was there anything that really stood out while making this that she was like, oh, I don't think I knew that before I went in. So, yeah, so it was, it was a, for me anyway, it was a really interesting conversation about um, a very interesting person with a very interesting actor. Interesting. Do you know what else is interesting? What? It's Pablo Lorraine, Chilean filmmaker. That's the one for Spencer. I, I knew it was one of the Pablos. I did say that. You, listen, <laughs> you, you certainly did. You still get the points. Okay, Pablo points on the board. <laughs> Pablo points for the win. This is Roy's chat with Kristen Stewart for Spencer. Kristen, how are you doing today? Great. Fantastic. Um, the opening scene in this with Diana going into the chipper um, and just asking for directions it reminded me so much of a scene out of Invasion of a Body Snatchers. Like it was, it was like one degree away from being a horror film, and I think that set the tone for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, was was there any kind of sense of that? I guess when you were making this, like this kind of out of world, almost kind of spooky experience, living the life of this woman. Absolutely, um, I think if your goal is to educate people or like a sort of new alien race about the royal family and what happened with Princess Diana, this movie would not do it because you have to bring your memory of what happened to the film in order to really experience it. And um, I'm sure that living that life and being her at times felt incredibly surreal and horrific. And then also just bizarre and absurd. And um, considering that's such a singular, unique, strange position to fulfill, I think it's just like the most unrelatable thing that's kind of why the movie lives the way that it does. The perspective is that of somebody in crisis. And so at times you feel a little bit crazy in this heightened trauma right before you make a, such a sort of significant and, and, and historical decision that's really going to change a lot. She must have felt crazy, you know? And so the, the movie definitely leans into the shriek of it all. This, this might sound like a little bit... Um redundant almost but I couldn't help but notice the parallels with this character and with this story uh as as there was with, with Bella Swan in that like she's marrying into a family that she doesn't fully understand the power of the the like the aristocracy behind it all um mm. and it does feel like we have kind of officially gone over the ledge of like ladies don't need those princes anymore to like fulfill their lives they're not they don't even Disney aren't telling those stories anymore but like when you're making this, like, did you notice any parallels yourself with like modern fairy tales? But this one has a, you know, an, a very sad and tragic ending. Um, I never thought about that Bella Swan thing. That's correct and interesting and funny that you mention it. It's yeah, bizarre. Um, personally, no, I, I've never been asked to be anyone that I wasn't. I feel like. It's kind of a common um, conception that it's, uh, yeah, like that people play parts, that actors come in and sit and do interviews and they're just playing a sort of different version of, them, of themselves to kind of keep a distance or protect themselves. And um, as soon as you aren't able to uphold that standard or ideal that suddenly like people come and attack you. I've, I've made my mistakes in public. I've like been a pretty curious, sprawling, open person and I've enjoyed that. Uh, so yeah, like I, 
I don't feel like I'm supposed to do anything. And I'm very, very aware of how lucky that is. Um, yeah. And just one final question, if that's okay. I think a character or a person like uh, Diana, who has been in the spotlight even for almost as much and for as long since she's passed away as she was when she was alive. And everyone in the world must feel like they, they know everything there is to know about her. But with every new documentary and every new movie, it does feel like we are learning one extra new kernel of information about her. Was there something when you were making this that you were surprised to learn that maybe you didn't know previously about her? Um, I don't know. She's complicated. I, it's so easy to love her. And it's so easy for uh, people who are more frustrated with her to kind of make her one thing um, that she's, you know, defiant, petulant, that she knew what she was getting herself into yet didn't then want to take on the responsibility and kind of just blew it. Um, I don't know. I think considering, considering her life, like, I, I don't know, th there's no way to develop like naturally and normally in that environment. She was so young when she entered this situation. I think maybe to me, because I'm, she passed away when I was seven years old. I always kind of looked I mean, I looked up to her. She's a grown-up. She's always been a grown-up to me. But then when I started doing all of this research, I was like, how old was she when she met him? A baby? Like a teenager? I can't believe that. You know, that, that was what was surprising us. But we expect her to be this fully-fledged and formulated woman. It's like, excuse me, I've not had a chance to grow up yet. Um, so, yeah, that, that was striking. And it's funny because it's, like, it's obvious. It's just that when you actually look at the details, it is it's shocking. Yeah. Magnificent. Kristen, thank you so much for your time today and uh, best of luck with everything going forward. Thank you. Appreciate it. Kristen, you're chatting to Rory there. Of course, Rory, you know that because you're the Rory in question. And did you know, do you want to hear a fun film fact? Is it about another Pablo? <laughs> actually, all my film facts are only about Pablos. It's actually about the first person I ever interviewed for any like any film star, any film, any new release, anything was actually Kristen Stewart for Twilight New Moon. Oh, wow. Not even a good one. <laughs> not even, not even a good one. I'm sure I've told you this story before, but that very first interview was some of the cast members for uh, that film. So there was uh, Kristen Stewart in one room. There mm. was Robert Pattinson in another. There was Taylor Lautner as well. But the first so one. So just uh, all the beautiful people. All the really, God damn it. Sexy, beautiful people. And uh, for the Kristen Stewart one, it was actually, there were three other journalists in there. It was like a mini round table. Uh -huh. And I'd never been in a radio uh, interview or TV interview or anything before. So I was sitting at the back of the of the table with my little recorder in hand. And she was there very closest, like chatting away. And the three others were pure professionals. And like whenever you go in, you know, you hear that phrase like media scrum, they all kind of lunge towards her and they're all trying to get their questions done. And, you know, they're trying to be polite, but not really. It's quite ruthless. And I just sat at the back. We had 10 minutes and for like nine and a half minutes, I didn't say a word to her whatsoever. And the whole thing was going along. And then there's one scene in that film. I don't know if you remember. Um, She's riding along on a motorbike and she falls off and she cuts herself. And Taylor Lautner comes running over. And obviously he's in incredible shape because he's half wolf. Sure. And he comes running over and 
instead of like, you know, kind of just tending to this little graze or scratch that she has in her arm or whatever it was, he proceeds to remove his top. Yeah. Like reveal, I, it must be at least like 38 abs on yeah. his body. They're everywhere. And he starts like dab her down with his with his uh, with his uh, with his top, and like you know, clearly just like standing there glistening in in the daylight. And so the one of the one of the other journalists was asking her, "Oh my God, Kristen, like how could you concentrate when Taylor Lautner took off his top in that <laughs> scene?" And uh, and they were kind of she was answering the question, and then before I knew what was happening, you know, when you have those kind of out of body experiences, I didn't realize but my mouth was opening and you know me like i'm i'm from Derry, so i have a dairy I, I know that and then, yeah and i was in this room and i hadn't said a word for like you know nine minutes 48 seconds now the 10 minute mark is coming up and i without realizing shouted why didn't he just use a plaster and the whole room stopped. She stopped talking. The three other journalists turned around. They looked at me. Her massive, like, eight-foot-tall bouncer started moving over towards the table. And Kristen Stewart said, excuse me? And I was like, why? Like, and I so like, doubled down. I was like, why? why didn't he just use a plaster? Like, he should have just used a plaster. And she looked at me, and I could see the confusion on her face. And I was like, oh, that's right. They don't call them plasters Band-Aids. in America. So then the whole everybody's interview finished with me just shouting the word "bandit," and then the bouncer was like, "That's it, everybody out." And they wrapped it up and uh, never worked with those three other journalists again. Uh, got removed from the room. Yeah, was allowed to do the other interviews, but uh, I just always remember Kristen's shirt shouting the word "bandit" in her face. And there you go. That's my wee Kristen's shirt story. Did she answer? When you shouted no, band-aids? No, of course not. No? No they, no, they wrapped it. They they cut it. Like, they probably ushered her out some secret door at the back of the hotel room. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. I mean, and that was your first ever interview. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So they were all all downhill from there. That was probably one of the best ones. I mean, she'll never forget it. I wonder, like, if, if, at, if at, like, points in her life now, she just wakes up in the middle of the night with this, this strong dairy accent shouting the word band-aid. You know, just like, and she's like, I'm surprised she's like, why didn't I answer him? She's haunted by never having actually answered your question. Hopefully, hopefully. I, I, so if, if it helps, I can answer that for you. Who the hell walks around with a bandaid just on them at all times? Fair question. People who are half man, half wolf. No, no. no why would they? Were they, were they rocking a 38? Set, um, 38 abs yeah i only counted 38 anyway there could have been more listen spencer when's it out when can people go and see it oh yeah uh it is out november 5th i think in irish cinemas uh yeah so go see it it is good if you like again don't go see it if you're expecting the crown go see it if you're expecting really good performances in a beautiful uh very artistic movie so, yes, highly recommended. She's fantastic in it. As I mentioned, probably going to get some major Oscar talk around it. Uh, so go see it. And then when everyone else goes sees it weeks later, you can go. Yeah, I saw it weeks ago. Yeah, I saw it ages ago, didn't I? You know? Yeah, saw it. Fair enough. Roy, thank you as ever. Thank you to Sound Paul on Sound. Actually, thank you. it's Sound Pablo on Sound. <laughs> oh, Roy, thank you as ever. Thank you to Sound Pablo on sound uh thank you to chicago town pizza and 
thank you to everybody for listening and subscribing to the show. Uh, come for the interviews with the famous stars. Stay for the ridiculously long and ridiculously boring stories about those stars. Oh, um, it wasn't is, that long. What? I know, but I'm just uh, like I'm self-deprecating now, and I'm just well, you, oh, you, I see you yeah, did the, It's not go. that long. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was thought you were compliment, and then I realized you were just being a horrible person. Okay. Listen, we'll see you next time. Bye bye. See you later. Bye, Pablo. Bye, Nick. You're listening to the Big Reviewski on Joe with Chicago Town Pizza. Yeah, we go to town on it. <laughs>